Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are uh, delighted that all of you are here with us this afternoon. Uh, this is such a highlight of the year for us, and we're uh, glad all of you are here to share it. And we know there is a number of other people who are still wanting to come in and be a part of this four o'clock service. So we have a tradition here at Lincoln Berean. It's a very annoying tradition, but it's called the Berean Shuffle. And it means that I will stand here and delay the start of the service until you all move to the middle of your section. Can I ask you to do that to, to as much as you possibly can, not to leave any empty seats. And it's so much easier for people who are coming in to find a seat when it's closer to the end. So we want everybody to come and enjoy it. We have numbers on our section, so if I don't see people moving, I will call you out. In love. Section seven, move to the middle, please. Section 11, some of you guys, can you make sure there's not empty, empty seats there? Try to move to the middle as much as you can. Put the coat underneath the seat. Let's make sure every seat is available for someone who's uh, wanting to come and be a part of the service. Thank you so much for being here. And if you do it now, I won't have to come up again. So just think about that, the benefit of moving now. Thank you.
Well, Merry Christmas. It is so good to gather together as friends and family and as the church here this afternoon. My name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here. And on behalf of the whole church and those sitting around you, we just want to say thank you so much for being here today. We know that some of you may be guests with us this afternoon, and we're so glad that you're here. We know that some of you may be family or friends that somebody drug along into this room, and we're glad that you're here too. In fact, you are always welcome with us. And over the weekends, we have three services that you, we'd love to have you come join us in. Saturday nights at 7 o'clock. Sunday morning, there are two services at 9 and 1045, and you are always welcome there. A little bit later on in the service, too, we're going to have an offering bag that will be passed by. And if you're a guest with us here this afternoon, we just ask that you just pass that right on by. Don't feel any, any obligation to give. As a church family, that's for us to joyfully just give whatever God has put on our hearts to give. If you have other questions or there's anything else that we could talk with you about or help you out with, you can stop anybody with a lanyard on your way out or go to one of the information booths that you'll find in the hallway, and you can find more information there. We're so excited to continue to worship the one who is worthy, the one whose birth we celebrate. Let's continue to sing praise to him.
See, hope was not lost. God's plan was never to abandon us, but God's plan was always to rescue us. And because of his great love, God chose himself to come as a baby, to be born as the savior of the world. Hope was not lost. Hope was found and it was lying in a manger. In Luke chapter 2, it says this. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. 
That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Would you stand with us? Let's continue to worship our Savior, the hope of the world. Spring of 
assim. And let's pray for this afternoon's offering. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to be here together on this Christmas Eve day as we gather to celebrate the greatest gift ever given to the world. And that is the gift that you gave to us by sending your son. By sending your son to become fully God, yet fully human as a baby in a manger. Born to be the savior of the world. The one who would deliver us, the one who would save us from our sin. The one who would move from the cradle ultimately one day to the cross carrying our sin and shame and guilt. Lord, as we think about and remember the Christmas story today, we remember that there is nothing on our own that we could do to earn our salvation, earn our way to you. It is simply a free gift of your grace. And that's why you had to come. That's why you sent your son. And because of that, we can stand right in the presence of a holy God. And so this Christmas, we are thankful for this precious gift. And in response, we worship you with all our hearts. We celebrate you. We celebrate and say joy to the world. The Lord has come. Emmanuel, our God, is with us, the Savior of the world. It's in his precious and powerful name we pray, the name of Jesus. Amen.
Emmanuel, our God, is with us. And as we look close, we see the wonder of God's greatest gift ever given for all the world to see. The story of Luke, chapter 2, continues by saying this. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger, and after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had just heard and seen. For it was just as the angel had told them.
stand.
can have a seat. A few weeks ago, a few of us gathered together and put together a string ensemble and played at the city mission, uh, played Christmas music. We've done that actually for several years, and I think for those of us that do it, in the midst of the commercialism and the busyness of Christmas, it's just a reminder of what Christmas is really all about. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what's been done to you. Really doesn't matter where you find yourself this day in life. There's hope. God sent his son to be the savior of the world. God offers forgiveness of sin. He offers new life in Christ. And he offers hope of a life to come that's beyond what we 
could imagine. And he offers it freely as a gift to anyone who chooses to receive it. It's good to remind ourselves this Christmas Eve that God didn't send his son into the world because all was well with the world. He sent his son into the world because the world's broken. It's all messed up. And we feel that deeply today. I don't know what your story is, but I'm confident there's a lot of pain in this room today. Maybe you've lost someone you deeply love. And Christmas stirs up those feelings again. Maybe for some of you it's a disease that just won't go away. Maybe it's an addiction that holds you in bondage. Maybe it's the breakdown of a relationship. Maybe it's just the death of a dream. And you start to realize life isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be. In the midst of all of that, it's good to remind ourselves there's still hope. God sent his son to be the savior of the world. No matter who you are, no matter what's your story, no matter what's going on, this Christmas Eve, God offers the forgiveness of sin. He offers new life in Christ. He offers a hope of a world to come that's beyond anything you could imagine. And he offers it freely as a gift. Sometimes the most courageous thing we can do at Christmas is just dig down deep and remember again what we know to be true. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow is considered by many to be the greatest American poet of the 19th century. He wrote the lyrics to a beloved Christmas song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. But he wrote those words out of great pain and despair. In 1861, the same year that America broke out in the Civil War, his wife Fanny was working on a project with their children that involved a candle and hot wax some of the wax dripped onto her skirt, and it immediately caught fire. In order to protect the children, she ran into Henry's study. There he saw her and tried to put the fire out with a rug, but to no avail. So the only option left was he wrapped her with his own body. But it was too late. The next morning, she died of her injuries. Henry himself was so deeply burned he couldn't even attend his wife's funeral. About a year later, he received word that his oldest son, Charles, who had been fighting in the Civil War, had been shot, shot in the spine, and while he would live, he would be crippled the rest of his life. The Christmas of 1862, Henry wrote in his journal, while the kids still say Merry Christmas, it will be that way for me no more.
The next year, 1863, Christmas Day, he wrote nothing. Said there was just too much despair, he couldn't write anything. But before the Christmas of 1864, he reached down deep and he remembered again what he believed to be true. He found the depth of his faith again and Christmas 1864, he wrote these familiar words. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols say, wild and sweet the words repeat, of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And thought how as the day began, the belfries of all Christendom rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But then in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong, and it mocks the song of peace on earth and goodwill to men. But then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the earth revolved from night to day. A voice chimed, a chant sublime of peace on earth and goodwill toward man. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, I grew up in uh, Miami-Dade County. Uh, it is the heart of the ghetto. In that particular time of my life, it was very dark. What shaped my worldview was my environment. Uh, it really took a hold of me. And then you have a father who, who was never there. Uh, what the home couldn't provide for me the streets did, you know, I had to find a way to, to survive. So I pushed away. My whole attitude changed overnight. Running with the wrong crowd and getting in trouble, you know, selling, you know, narcotics on the street corner. Whatever I wanted, I go, I go to get it. It was all about me. Love didn't care for it, didn't like anybody, definitely didn't trust anybody but myself. When I was 21, uh, Hurricane Andrew hit Miami. I moved from Miami to, to Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, at that particular time, I was just feeling just you know, empty, lost, alone, no one to talk to. I was that same old bitter, angry guy who left Miami and just brought it up to Lincoln. Then I met this girl named Jackie. 
we uh, started dating. She invited me uh, to church with her uh, one Sunday. So I went, you know, just to, to check it out. I remember walking in Berlin uh, for the first time, and I never seen so many white people in my life. Now, I want you to get the picture. Here is this black guy walking in Berlin with a head full of hair of, of dreadlocks. So that was, that was different. Um, but when I walked in, what I experienced uh, was something I'll never forget. I never seen so many people put their arms around you, say hi, glad you're here, welcome. That was different. Jackie's friend, Kathy, uh, would invite us over for lunch often. Um, and I really got to know Don and Kathy uh, very well. Don, you know, something was different about him. Uh, he was very uh, kind to me uh, when he spoke to me. We sat down in his study to have a conversation. But he asked me, what do you know about Jesus Christ? And I said, who? I knew there was a God, but I didn't know anything about Jesus. So he, he gave me the gospel. He told me what Christ done for me, and he asked me if I would like to ask him in my life as my Lord and Savior. At that moment, I felt like I needed to be saved from my sins, the anger that I had in my heart, my pain, even the bad choices that I made in my life. I needed forgiveness for all that. So we prayed and I asked Christ into my life. And I opened up my eyes again. Didn't hate. Don, Kathy, or anyone else. But after that, something just changed in my life. It is the gospel that we have to get out to the world. And God gave us a mission to go to. The problem is, is that sometimes we are held hostage. Having this new hope that's inside of me, it's just an overwhelming feeling that you want to share to other people. It motivates me to go out and share the good news to others who do not know Christ. And what God has done for me, he has given me a vehicle to do that through the prison ministry, or even playing the church in the inner city. It's a passion that burns deep inside that I just have to get it out. Because what he has done for me so much, I want to share that with others. 
there was so much hurt and I was lost. It is something that when Christ came in that he took all that away. He gave me what I didn't have and what I needed the most.
It's been great worshiping with you all. Would you stand with us as we celebrate one more time the arrival of our Savior?
Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks so much for worshiping with us today. Have a wonderful rest of your day together. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being here.